Hey y'all, and welcome back to the Candidly Candace podcast. I'm your host, Candace. Well, y'all, it is a special day. It, this is a surprise podcast. I never launch on a Sunday, but I'm launching today because I want to share my birthday with you. Today is my birthday. I am the big four four. Don't say that out loud in public, but that is how old I am. And I am proud to be the big four four. I'm super excited about this podcast. I'm going to talk to you about the top things that I've learned being 44 and what a year it has actually been. So sit back, relax, tell a friend, download it, subscribe, do all the things, but let's get started and get candid. Hey y'all, welcome to the Candidly Candice podcast. I'm Candice, your host. This is where we have real talk conversations for real life situations. I'm sitting here at my birthday weekend getaway. That's right, I'm recording on my birthday weekend. I thought, I am the big 4-4, guys. Ooh, that sounds worse than it is. But I am really the big 4-4. So I was excited and was thinking, what could I do special for my 44th birthday? And who better than to share my 44th birthday with than my candid crew? So I'm going to share with you a couple things that I've learned this year from 43 to 44. Tune in, tell a friend, and let's get candid. Birthday edition. Wah, 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 wah. All right, so it is Friday, and I was thinking about what I should discuss on my next podcast. And I was sitting on my bed. Um, we're actually in our church. We're doing the 21 days of fasting and praying. And I was sitting on my bed like the good Christian that I am um, because I'm fasting from fast food. So I was sitting on my bed eating a bag of chips. Hey, I got it from the store, not a fast food place, whatever. The Lord's still working on me. Anyways, being the obedient person that I am and I'm eating chips, I literally said, self, and sometimes I talk to myself like Mr. Brown does, on um, Medea, he says, self, and self says, what? That's what I do. I say, self, and self said, what? And this, I said, self, what would we like to talk about on our birthday podcast? And self said, huh, why don't you ask God? And so then I got a pen and got started. Y'all, I'm the big 44. I'm so excited to have been alive another year. I've learned so much this year. I've been through a lot this year, just like everybody. We've all been through something. So it really wasn't hard to talk about the things that I've learned this year because I feel like this has been the year, an eye-opening year for me. It's been a year of me settling into who I really am. It's been a year of me actually being candid and okay and authentic with who God has created me to be. And so I am super excited to share a couple things. It's not a couple, it's actually nine. Nine things, nine things that I learned this year from 43 to 44. The first thing that I've learned, which I've always known, but I've really learned it this year, 
that Jesus is always forever and ever the answer. He's always the answer. I don't see how you can get through life without him. I'm telling you what, he is there for your every need, every situation that I've been through, every loss, the COVID, the anxiety, the depression that I've kind of felt just being in this season that America is in um, with the racial tension and all the political things and things that I have found out about, you know, people that I, I just, I would have never thought. Jesus has always been the consistent. He was the consistent as I was born. He was the consistent when he died for me on the cross and he still is the forever consistent in my life. And my life will forever be better because he's in it. It didn't say that I would never go through anything. It didn't say that I would never hurt or feel pain or magically my marriage would be awesome or magically I'd have all the confidence in the world because I have Christ. But because I have Christ, I know who I am and I can go through those things and declare of who he has called me to be. And I'm so glad that this year he took those blinders off of my eyes and and really impressed upon my heart to be authentically myself this year. So that's the first thing that I learned. The second thing that I learned was actually do it. Be authentically and apologetically myself. Be comfortable in my own skin. Be comfortable with my strengths and be comfortable with my weaknesses. I really am learning that, hence Candidly Candice podcast and some other cool things that are coming. I really am learning that to be authentically, unapologetically myself, just to be okay with me and to know that whoever God has called me to be is enough. I am enough. I'm enough this year. I don't have to um, put on airs for anybody. I don't have to hide my feelings from anybody. No, I can do things in an honoring way, but I just am responsible for being myself. And I am okay with that. The third thing is, is that my marriage and family after Jesus are the priority. I have seen so many of our friends and loved ones. I mean, 2020 just, I, I can't even... I can't even put it into words, and I know that y'all feel it too. I mean, with Kobe and then just all these random deaths that have happened to our loved ones, and then all of a sudden there's a pandemic and the murder hornets and all of the things that are coming upon the land. Louisiana just had a hurricane and um, tropical storms everywhere, and there's fires everywhere right now. But I've learned that you don't always get a tomorrow. You don't always get it tomorrow. And so your family is very important. Now, who's your family? Your family not, is not always your blood family. Your family is the people that God put around you to be your family. So I am blessed to have an amazing blood family as well as to have people that I consider my family. And not to take your family for granted, um, I got a text from somebody and I passed it on to people because that's what I am. I'm a passer honor. Get the good news, you pass it on. 
And sometimes those good news things are ouches, like, whoa, what in the world? Or it really makes you stop and think. Well, during this ouch moment, I really, really was in awe of what was said. And it was so profound, but it was like a, ooh, ooh, just got slapped in the face. This person said on Twitter, it said, I got a different definition of procrastination yesterday that made me sit up. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you had time to do. This hit differently. I'm going to repeat that. Procrastination is the arrogant assumption that God owes you another opportunity to do what you had time to do. And this was from a Twitter, a person on Twitter named Oivy that said that. And I thought about that with God because I, I feel like I am pretty obedient when it comes to the things of God. But sometimes I can be very arrogant when it comes to my family. If I need to spend time with them, I always feel like there's tomorrow. When I'm done doing what I need to do, I can spend time with them. Or in my marriage. Let's talk about that, wives. Seriously. In my marriage. I always feel like Brett's going to be there. So I feel like um, because he's always going to be there, then I, I don't have to solve arguments, you know, right away. Or we have time to do those things or work through those things. Or it's okay to go to bed angry, which the Bible says do not do. It's okay not to you know, go and revisit our counselor to help us walk through things because there's always tomorrow. When I'm not busy, I'll take care of this. When I'm not busy, I'll take care of that. And I'm learning and I've learned this year that life is fragile and we are to take care of the people that God has entrusted to us. There may not be a tomorrow. And how arrogant of all of us, how, let me, I'm not even gonna say all of us. I'm gonna talk about myself. How arrogant of myself to not take care of the things and the people that God has entrusted to me because I'm too busy or I don't feel like it. So that's something that I learned. And I just learned that like this week. That just hit me in between the eyes that my family and my marriage and besides my relationship with God, those are the most important people in my life. And God makes no mistakes. So if your blood family isn't hitting it for you and not encouraging you, I believe that God has got somebody... That is for you. That will lift your hands up. Spend time with those people. Cherish those moments. Because, I mean, not to be morbid, guys, but we don't know. You never know. And how we shouldn't take our families for granted. So if you have somebody that you need to forgive or somebody that you haven't talked to in a long time, and it may just be just because you're busy, no malice, no nothing, then do it. Do it. Because I think we all have a little arrogance in us that we procrastinate the things that make us uncomfortable because we feel like there's always tomorrow. But what if there's not? The third thing that I learned was find some battle buddies. I've known this forever, but it's just kind of been this year that I am so grateful for my battle buddies. I have certain battle buddies in certain circles and certain battle buddies that serve different purposes. I am love my battle buddies. Those are the people. What's a battle buddy, Candace? Somebody you fight with? Nah, that's not, that's not it. 
My husband's my battle buddy for that. I'm just kidding. Well, kind of. Anyways, a battle buddy is somebody that is going to walk through the battle with you, that is going to encourage you, that's going to take off their earrings, and if we need to fight, that's what we're going to do. Find you some battle buddies, those people that will be for you. I'm learning and I'm realizing who is for me and who the difference between who is for me and who just wants to be nosy. There's two different things. The people that are for me, no matter what happens, no matter what I'm going through in my life, those people are for me. It's unconditional. It doesn't matter what I'm going through. They will be there. The people that are nosy always want to be there when there's something going on or they want to find out. And then all of a sudden when you need them, they're nowhere to be found or they're, or you're there for them, but they're not there for you. That's not your battle buddy. They play a different part in your season of life, but find battle buddies, ride or dies. And let me tell you something. You probably have some as family. And you probably have some as friends, but I don't know very many people that have a big circle of battle buddies. I thought that I needed this huge circle of battle buddies so that because we're back in high school and I wanted to be popular, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, I know. I'm 44. I'm God's still working on my testimony. I promise. Your battle buddies, you're probably not going to have very many. And that's okay. All you need is a select few that are going to be there no matter what happens for you, with you, to fight with you, to take earrings off for you. Somebody that'll also tell you the truth about you when you have blinders on and love you still through it. I'm grateful for my battle buddies. They've been there for me for a very long time. The fifth thing is every chapter in your story has a beginning and an ending. This is something that I'm learning. I'm learning that not every good thing is a God thing. And God will put you through a season of where his goodness is just overflowing. And then that chapter has the end. And it's okay. It's okay for those chapters to end. It's okay because when the chapter ends, then that means there's something new that's beginning. And it may not be great at first, but I promise you, if you turn to the back of the Bible or the book, we win. So at the end of the book, you win. But every chapter in your story has a beginning and an ending. There are so many seasons in your life that have a beginning and an ending. Sometimes it's people that will be in your life for a certain season or you'll be close for a certain season, but then you're not because that season in your life is over. There's a beginning and an ending for some things and some people. And that's okay. Be grateful for the season that you had with those people. Be grateful for the times that you spent. Be grateful for the great seasons in life. God loves to shed his light and his goodness on his people. But sometimes we're holding on so tight to the season, to the chapter. Like we don't want the chapter to end. I, girl, let me tell you something. Sometimes my chapters are run on sentences because I'm the one that keeps it going because I don't want that season to end because it's so good or I put a lot of work into it and now you want me to hand it over or wait, I'm going to, I'm going to go do something else. I mean, wait a minute. How's that supposed to work? Know the difference. Every chapter in your story will have a beginning 
when you're born, lots of chapters in between, and then an ending. And be okay with that. Be okay with closing the book. Or not closing the book, because that means you've died and that's not what we're saying. Be okay with turning the page and letting go of that chapter that you've walked through. Remember the memories. Thank God you had the memories. Take the experience. But be okay with ending a chapter or a season in your life. The next one is be grateful in every season. Thank God for every season that you go through. Thank God for the challenges. Thank God for the struggles. Thank God for the highs and thank God for the lows because they're all making you stronger. They all have made me stronger. Every season that I've been in has made me stronger. Now, I'm, a, I'm not going to lie to you. Some of those seasons, I'm like, what in the world is happening? Especially right now. Right now, I am just going through a season of what else could possibly go wrong? What else could possibly go wrong? So as I'm thinking, God, what else could possibly go wrong? Then I get a news report about, and y'all have probably heard this about one of my favorite shows, my favorite person who really lifted people up. And it just seems to be that he got himself into some trouble. I'm talking about cheer. I loved Jerry Harris. And I'm just so sad by that. And I was like, oh, Lord, not Jerry too. I mean, seriously, but be grateful in every season. It's been a, it's been the rough season. It's been a rough season for a lot of us, but there's always good in every season. There's a song that says all of my life in every season, you are still God and I have a reason. So I have a reason to sing. I have a reason to worship in every season. Be grateful in every season. Be grateful for the time um, that you have with your kids. Now, mamas, <laughs> I have heard some amazing stories from my friends. Shout out to them. You know who you are, my namely, um, about their children and how fun, and I said that very sarcastically, how fun homeschooling their kids has been <laughs> for them. I'm sorry. It, I laugh every time. Homeschooling their kids has been, and their poor stories, and they just, they look tired. They're beautiful. You guys are beautiful. Don't think I say anything less of you. You're beautiful. But they're homeschooling their kids. This is the season they're homeschooling their kids, and they've got a lot of stories to share, and I laugh. So you know what? While they're telling their stories of tiredness and kids hanging upside down instead of listening to their teachers and um, homework not being done and lunchtime lasted for four hours or whatever the case may be. I'm grateful that I'm not in that season. I am grateful that my kids are grown and out of the house and at college right now. I'm grateful for that. I am grateful. Thank you, Jesus. I am grateful. Mm, He is faithful. But I also wish that I had my kids home too. I'm grateful for the times now that they are out on their own doing their thing and we have a different relationship, but I'm also grateful for the seasons past where they were in our house now. I don't know how grateful I would be right now because I I could not, I could not, I'm just gonna be honest with y'all, I could not homeschool my children. They just, they they would fail. Like it's just, it is what it is. Not because I'm not smart, just because we, we just wouldn't, mm-mm. no, 
So shout out to your mamas. Shout out to those mamas that are holding it down, working and homeschooling their kids. Shout out to those daddies that are helping with their children during this time. I'm praying for y'all. Faux show. I am praying for you. But that is why I'm grateful for this season because I am not a part of that. I am in my years where I am getting back to exploring and knowing who I am. So I'm grateful. I'm trying to find something to be grateful for daily and really grateful in this season that I'm in. Uh, Just so you know, I'm grateful that I'm not homeschooling my kids. Can I say that enough? Shout out to, and shout out to all you teachers as well. I've heard some great teacher stories as well from kids that are, it's just not, it doesn't seem to be going well, guys. Um, But hang in there, hang in there. Find something to be grateful for every season. I know I don't know your kids. I know I don't know your life. But I do see your cute little pictures of your classrooms on Instagram. And those are cute. So I guess you can be grateful for that. The seventh thing I've learned is use your voice. God has given you a voice for a reason. You have opinions and things that are like your holy discontent that you can't stand for a reason. And I really don't feel like God wants you to sit on it. I don't feel like God wants you to go and start a riot or or whatever else in, in protest of whatever those things are. But use your voice. If you there for a very long time, I was afraid to use my voice because I was afraid of what people would say. I was I was very different in the circle that I would run in, that I was running in. I was different and I would always have an opinion. Um, But I felt like several times, well, actually, yeah, several times my opinion didn't matter and my opinion was shut down. So I took that as I have nothing to say. What I have to say is not good enough. And that's not true. That's not God. And that's not true. Use your voice when you need to use it. Use your voice. Stick up for those that you need to stick up for. Be there for those that need you to be there for them. Don't sit in silence. Use your voice. Know your worth and use your voice. You are worth so much to God. You're worth so much in this world. Use your voice. Next week, you're going to get a double podcast from me. Oh my gosh, I know. I go on hiatus and then I come back and bam, hit you. And next week, I'm going to interview, or I interviewed one of my friends that is totally using her voice in something that is tragic and chaotic. Chaotic. I said chaotic, and that's very weird because that's my daughter's name, but whatever. That's tragic and chaotic, but she's using her voice to make a difference. So use your voice. You have it for a reason. Use it. God gave it to you for a reason. Use it. Use your voice. Be respectful, but use your voice because it's worth something. You have something to say, and there are people out there that are waiting to hear what you have to say. Share and show your scars is my next one. We've all been through battles. Some battles are embarrassing. Some battles only you and God know about. But again, like I said, when you're using your voice, show your scars. I love when I see women that have gone through breast cancer or some kind of huge surgery that are showing their scars and they will tell you the story of the the battle that they went through. And, um, you know, sometimes 
it's it's weird because people are like, oh yeah, my my owie's bigger. No, my owie's bigger. Not people, but children. I've been on a playground where they're like, no, mine's bigger. Look at me. Well, I have a scar, and everybody's like, you know, they they're trying to compare everything. In fact, there was a kid that made himself hurt so that he could have a scar. Very weird child. I think they might need therapy, but it is what it is. Um, however, show your scars. Be proud of your scars because you never know who you're helping. You never know who your story is helping. You never know what experience that you've had that is going to help somebody else. So by you using your voice and sharing your scars, then you can help other people to get through theirs. And maybe their scar won't be as big. I mean, be proud of the battle because you came out. You came out of the battle. You have some wounds and some things that you aren't going to forget. You might have some scars that you aren't going to forget. But you made it out. Show your scars. Share your stories. I was always embarrassed. I, I hung out with some very straight-laced people. And when I say straight-laced, I mean like they just seemed very perfect to me. And that's because we weren't in the... The habit of sharing the things that we were going through. I think everything had to be perfect. And so if we hear how one husband has done something and, you know, we might be going through total turmoil in our house. It was always, oh, yeah, Brett's so great or this is so great and whatever. Well, you know, that wasn't the truth. I was going through a battle. And I was, let me tell you something. We have been through some infidelity. We've been through, I mean, anything in a marriage, um, we've probably been through it. Uh, so thank God we've made it out. Hallelujah. And we're still growing today. Um, but I was embarrassed to tell my story because I, it didn't line up with this perfect life that I had created in my head and in my thoughts. But now I'm not ashamed to share my story. And you know what? Everybody's story is different. Everybody's story is different. But I guarantee you that there is somebody out there that needs to hear your story. Show your scars. Be proud of your battle scars because you made it. With the help of God, you're going to make it. And don't be afraid to tell somebody else. I think because of media and everything else, we're always hiding behind something. Like it doesn't look right. It doesn't look perfect. Um, I'm going to be honest with you guys. So for me, um, sooner or later, I'm not so sure. I'll tell you my plans later on. But for me, it was very hard for me to look in a mirror. Um, if you've seen my family, I have a lot of cutie patooties in my family. And I just felt like a frumpy person. So it was very hard for me to look in the mirror. And that was a battle scar that I had. Now here I am telling everybody to... You know, be encouraged, be who God has created you to be. But I would go home and I didn't even want to look in the mirror. Um, those are some of the scars that I have. Those masks that I still, you know, deal with at times. Um, my weight has always been an issue for me. Not always, actually. Uh, my daughter was a twin. And um, when I lost the one twin, we lost one of them. I'm just things started fluctuating and so hormones and there's just all these all these things that are happening and we're trying a lot of different things to get through my weight I can't even believe I'm telling you guys this I guess it's because I need to share my story 
anyways, um, going through a lot of things dealing with my weight. And so, uh, there are times that I don't want to be in pictures. There are times that I shy away from pictures or, you know, do the only face up cause you know, whatever. Um, but I'm working on it. I'm working on it and it's been a battle. It's been a medical battle as long as, as well as a mental battle and definitely a physical battle, but I'm working on it. Um, and so that's, that's something that I wanted to share with you guys. There it is. It's out there. That's my battle right now. Is that just dealing with how I, the weight that I have on that doesn't make me feel good. My husband calls me beautiful. My daughter calls me gorgeous all the time. Um, they're awesome and amazing. And Greg just gives me a hug because he's a sweet little bear. But that's something, that's a battle that I'm dealing with right now. And I can't wait to be able to show you what I'm going through and how I've overcome with God's help. So show, share your battles with people. Now, that doesn't mean you have to tell everybody. Don't go telling your business to everybody. But if the Lord tells you or you feel impressed to share your life with people, be authentic. Share your life. Stop hiding. People need to know. People need to know who you really are and the things that you've been through. And you know what? Here's the thing. We always can hide behind things. Um, we can hide right now. I probably, one of my hopes is that I get into video at some time. But right now, I don't feel like I should get into video just because of the simple fact of how I look. That's a, that's a personal mental thing that Candace is dealing with. However, um, I am going to do it. I'm going to overcome it and I'm going to get myself on video. Not all the time, but I am going to get myself on video because I want to share. I want to be authentic. I want to be candid. I want to be, I want to tell you guys, you know, who the real me is. I don't know why, because I'm really nothing special, but if this one thing could help anybody, I'm down. If these things sharing my scars, going through a little bit of embarrassment or a little bit, it is not even embarrassment anymore. It's uncomfortableness. Like I'm uncomfortable, which really usually God, that means God's in it is when I'm uncomfortable about something. But when I'm uncomfortable, that means that I'm helping somebody else be comfortable. If you look at the Me Too movement, if you look at um, all the things that we've been going on with racial tension and things like that, do you know how many stories have come out of this of people that have just been ashamed or didn't think that anybody cared about the battles that have been faced for minorities or the battles that have been faced as women? Um, how are, you know, or certain things that we are now realizing, uh, sexual harassment battles and things like that, because nobody wanted to speak up because it meant that they were less than perfect or they didn't think that anybody would listen to them. But I'm here to tell you, it's so important to share your scars, share your wounds. You never know who you'll be helping. And the last thing is, y'all, don't be so tight. Have fun. And I'm talking to myself because my husband always wants to have fun. He wants to have so much fun. We don't do any work. And I, I can't, that, that stresses me out. I'm high responsibility. <laughs> and so I'm always looking how to time manage and get things done. I feel better when I have a lot on my plate, I don't know. I know that's weird. And the season that I'm in right now, I'm like, oh my God, why am I like this? But um, bread is my fun bus. Don't be so uptight. Laugh at yourself. Have fun. Don't beat yourself up. Life is too short. Hey, you know what? Unless your boss says so, 
If you have something, if you're like me, who is very anxiety driven sometimes, okay, most of the time, if you have something that can be done tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Have fun. Spend some time with your family. Laugh. Watch a mindless show. Ooh, here's a thought. Get in your word. Pray. Do whatever. But have fun. Don't be so uptight. I hate it when Christians are, or people are just so serious about life and how things should be and just nothing is ever funny. But sometimes you just got to laugh at yourself. You just got to laugh. Like, for example, I literally put hair glue because I have hair pieces. I put hair glue on my toothbrush. <laughs> Never told anybody that before because it didn't fit my perfect story. But I've done that before. I've done some stupid things before. I've fallen before several times. Several times. And... You know, I'd be really embarrassed and whatever, but sometimes you just got to laugh. You got to not be uptight and let loose and have fun. Make time for fun. If your marriage is stressful, find a date night. Go outside. Sit outside. Put the Lock your kids in a closet. I didn't say that. I didn't mean that. Don't lock your kids in a closet. Find a babysitter or a friend or wait till they go to bed. Cre be creative. Have fun. It doesn't always have to take money. Just have fun. Find something that brings you joy and find it often. There's so many things that we could be going through right now that we all go, are going through as a world, as a nation, in our personal lives, in our professional lives. Find some happy. Find you some happy, girl. If you have a friend that can't find happy, find her some happy. Y'all get together and find you some happy. Find some happy. Remember, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So let's act like it. Well, those are the top things that I thought were important to talk to you about. That actually, I just wanted to share with you for my birthday because it's my birthday and I want to. And I can do whatever I want on my birthday because nobody tells me what to do. Thank you, Robin. So here's the thing, just a recap. One, Jesus is always the answer. Two, be authentically, unapologetically yourself. Three, know that my marriage and my family are the most important priority in my life besides my relationship with God. Four, find some battle buddies and realize who is for you, meaning who is for me and who is just being nosy, okay? And know the difference. Five, every chapter in your story has a beginning and an ending. And be okay with that. Be okay with starting the next chapter. Six, be grateful in every single season. Did I mention I was grateful that I don't have to homeschool my kids? Just thought I'd throw that back in there. Seven, use your voice. Use your voice. God's given you one and use it. Eight, show your scars and share your scars. You never know who's going through the same thing. And nine, don't be so uptight. Have fun. Sometimes my daughter is very, she's like me. And literally, sometimes we just dance it out. Sometimes we have to dance it out just because she enjoys dancing. And she probably um, likes to laugh at me dancing. I'm not so sure, but we dance it out. So sometimes you just got to dance it out. Find your girlfriend, find yourself. I don't care, but find you some happy and move on. Well, 
that was it. This was 43. Welcome to 44. I hope that this encouraged you. Now, stay tuned because as I picked up that pen, if you caught that earlier, God really downloaded some things that I'm so excited to talk about in the upcoming weeks. Next week, we're going to talk about someone who is using showing her battle scars um, and using her voice to change the world. And then we're going to start something called the five G's. I love y'all. Happy birthday to me. Happy birthday to me. Yeah, I can sing my own song because it's my birthday and I can do whatever I want. If you like this, share, click the like and subscribe so you don't miss out on the cool things that God has planned. I'm super excited to share things with you. Y'all are awesome, candid crew. Stay candid. Bye.